Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. Hey everyone, welcome to our 32nd episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion, and this week we decided to um, do the Grinch drink that we shared on Facebook. Um, it's absinthe, uh, melon liqueur, mm-hmm. and ginger ale, right? Yep. And then the cute little uh, sugar, red sugar. Yeah, they top. use green sugar, but yeah, the red sugar breaks it up. Yeah, we thought it would look cute with the with the red sugar. I wasn't sure how it was gonna taste because of because of the absinthe and I don't the. Like it. I, I I don't mind it. I think that the. I thought that the sugar was kind of weird, <laughs> I guess. But it's not bad. Absinthe tastes like uh, black, black licorice. licorice. It tastes like that's why the worst version of Jaeger, I think. That's why I wasn't sure how it was going to taste yeah. because of the black licorice taste. But I, I mean, if the, if the point of a Grinch drink is to make it gross and green, then success. <laughs> Are you like just it. are you just in a bad mood? Are you just, <laughs> just being a Grinch? <laughs> I don't like it. It made me a Grinch. Is what it did. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, maybe it'll grow on me. I'm not a big fan though. It's okay. It's I, not. I, I wasn't a huge fan of the. Well, like the eggnog we did last week. That's hard to like drink a big glass of eggnog anyway. Mm-hmm. So this may be better than that. And maybe it's just so different. I don't know. Yeah. I usually do the. I think I thought with the melon stuff it was going to be. More melony, more sweet, <laughs> and so I don't know if it was the the type of ginger ale we used, or if it was just the absinthe. Oh, or, maybe that's true too, because we used what? A, we used the Zevia ginger ale because mm-hmm. it's healthy. Yeah, so maybe it was. Maybe that. it's counterproductive to try to <laughs> find a healthy version of booze. I know. Well, you just go all in. I mean, and we put sugar on it and mm-hmm. and all that, but whatever. It looks cute. I guess it doesn't. I think I was just kind of shocked by the initial sip of it because I was expecting something. I thought the melon was going to carry it. Really? I thought it was going. I thought the absinthe would add a little bit of bite to it, and it would be more like melon ginger ale uh-huh. or something. Because it, even when you see something bright green, you, you think it's going to be sweet. I guess uh-huh. there's just a lot going on. <laughs> so I guess this is. Uh, you don't have to try this drink <laughs> if you if you don't like black licorice. Yeah. Because you're probably not gonna like it. I'll do shots of Jaeger. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, I know. I will too. But I'll do shots of anything. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> yeah, she's the queen of ugh. And I'm like, do you want a shot of Jaeger? And you're like, ugh. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, so uh, this week we were we we're wanting to talk about. Well, we, we had an we had an event occur, yeah, or an incident. I don't know what you'd call it. We yeah, had some, we we had some we had a I don't know what the hell you call it an encounter with someone. Yeah, it was it was funny week. because we were we wanted to kind of talk about uh, like with the holidays and everything something because a lot of people are getting engaged and stuff around the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know me myself, my previous relationship. He asked on Christmas Eve, and right. I think a lot of people do. <clears throat> yeah. And yeah, I think we, we know a few couples that were got engaged 
on Christmas or uh-huh. Christmas Eve or the holiday period. Right. Because I, and I don't know, is that, and I, I, I didn't do it, so I'm just wondering, is that a way for a guy to get out of, I mean, I guess I did it on your birthday and I did get out of having to get you <laughs> a whole bunch of presents because <laughs> I got you a diamond ring. Yeah. So is that, is that the thought process? Like, Maybe. Oh, well, damn it. I forgot to shop. It's a week away. I'm not going shopping this weekend. <laughs> so I bet the jewelry store is the least busy place. So I'll go there and get a ring. I don't know if there's some kind <laughs> yeah, of... Yeah, I don't know. Is, if there's a benefit to proposing over the holiday that keeps you from having to buy a bunch of stuff maybe that maybe it is maybe that is true that seems like a typical guy thought yeah I just it does. sold my brethren out yeah so guys if you don't want to buy a bunch of stuff just get a ring and propose <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah a lot of people um propose during the holiday season and um we so yeah we had an encounter um that I guess kind of prompted this even more, the discussion even more. And this, one of our, our waitress at Denny's. <laughs> yeah. We hadn't been to Denny's in years. years. A long time. We just, we, we have one near the airport here and we had to return a rental car to the airport. Mm-hmm. And we're like, let's just go grab breakfast at Denny's. That mm-hmm. sounds good. Yeah, it was. It was really good. The moon's mm-hmm. over Miami. Oh, man. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> but um, so anyway, yeah, we had this waitress and she was awesome. She was um, super really personable. personable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so it was funny because after when we were going to pay, um, I, um, well, Seth's mom, I guess, like wanted the tickets split up. So she asked to do that. And then if it wasn't for that... Because I said, yeah, put... put she, I was like, she wants to pay for her, so put me and my wife on one. Mm-hmm. Oh! That's how that's she knew. What, well, I mean, she prompted. probably... She should have guessed we were married anyway. Right, but, uh-huh. But that's how she... So then I come out of the bathroom, and she's like... She pulls me aside, and she's like, hey, I need to, I need to talk to you. She's like, he says that you guys are married. I was like, yeah. And she's like, well... I, I kind of I have a question for you, and I wanted to ask a married person, and a married woman specifically, and she was like, I don't know. I just got engaged, and I don't know if I should marry this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't trust me. He, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a waitress, so I have to be friendly to people at my job, and that's just what I do. And he doesn't even trust me to do that. You know, should I marry him? I was like, oh my gosh, that's so funny that, like, she asked me or us, of all people, not knowing us from Adam, not Mm -hmm. knowing that we have this relationship podcast. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, one, you shouldn't, if you're already asking somebody that, probably your answer, answer. yeah, Yeah, the answer's probably no, you shouldn't. Um, but I told her about the podcast and I can't believe you didn't say, Oh, well, we're actually relationship coaches. Well, I did. Oh, no, you I did? Her, oh, yeah, I, I didn't that. think you said, I thought you just told her about the podcast. No, I told okay. her both. Okay. Uh huh. And, um, and she, and she's like, Oh my gosh. She's like, really? She's like, this, wow. Like I, it was meant for me to ask you <laughs> this because you, she's like, you, you guys really give, provide relationship advice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> we do. So yeah, anyway, with all of this being said, we really wanted to discuss things that you should ask yourself before you get married. Yeah. 
before, and I think we've we've talked about the engagement stuff, and and, and I think we were kind of split on this because I was like, I think it should be things you ask yourself before you get engaged. Mm-hmm. But if you're most women, and we've talked about it, will say yes just in the heat of the moment to say yes, mm-hmm. and then the wheels start turning a day or two after that. Yeah. Um, and we don't know how long she had been engaged. Yeah, no, I don't know. Um, I don't know. And I think a that lot of details. this this once again doesn't it, it doesn't apply to you know, we had we had the episode about the long engagements and what we felt was too long and stagnant relationships and mm-hmm. so you guys already know our opinion if you've been engaged for 14 months or more mm-hmm. how we feel about that. Um, so Yes, if you've been engaged for three years and you're having doubts, there's a pretty damn good reason you're having those doubts because mm-hmm. you obviously didn't get engaged to get married. Yeah. So that's a big enough slap in the morning sign in the face to get out of there. But you were kind of like, well, it's you're, you've gotten engaged because you looked at your own situation. Yeah. Of, uh-huh. I said yes to getting engaged, which sometimes girls don't know it's coming. You did. No, I did. And that's the thing. So for me, I I wanted it to come. I wanted him to finally ask me to marry him. And I think that because I thought I want because that's I, I, I felt like that would that's where the relationship is supposed to go. Mm-hmm. That's what you're supposed to that's do. That's the next level. Yeah, that's the next step is to get engaged and then get married. Mm-hmm. And not even thinking about what well what is my life gonna be like when I get married or yeah. engaged. It's a very I think for a lot of women or and guys, I think it's a very short sighted solution mm-hmm. to a not a long term problem, but it's a short term solution to a long term situation. Mm-hmm. And I think guys ask, I mean we've talked about it, your ex asked really out of pressure Mm -hmm. because he thought he had to. We know a lot of people that have been dating for a long time and they're getting that pressure for, even if it's not from their partner, Mm -hmm. it's other people, it's future in-laws, it's current family, it's friends. It's like, Oh my gosh, you guys have been dating how long and how many people do we know have been married and had kids and been engaged. And you start looking at the list of everyone, you know, and you start going down how much, you know, progress other couples have made and you guys have just fallen flat and they're at the same level now or worse than you were six months into your relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that pressure starts building up and it's like, well, damn it, do I need to propose? Should I propose? And, and so a lot of times guys will propose because they feel that they just need to get engaged. And it's almost like, well, well, I'll propose and may, this will buy me some time and shut her up or mm-hmm. shut the family up or yeah. take some pressure off. And it's like, well, <clears throat> once again, you should be getting engaged to get married in the very relative near future. Yes. I don't mean in two weeks, but <laughs> we talked about you know the appropriate timeline for that. And if that's not what you're doing, then you shouldn't be proposing or saying yes in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when you know you talk about your own experiences and, and kind of what you bring to this conversation was you wanted it to hit that level, mm-hmm. but you were pretty short sighted on what that meant. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, now I'm in this this limbo engagement phase and I'm starting to notice things that aren't right. Yeah. This didn't really fix anything. We're not headed down a better path. 
Yeah, well, <clears throat> and and like getting cold feet. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that I really think that getting cold feet says a lot. Tells you don't do this. Yes, it says so much, and you know, some people are like, it happens oh, to everybody. Yeah, it, which, yeah. No, it, it fucking doesn't. Us. Yeah, that does not happen to everybody. <laughs> yeah, and so that is a huge, huge red flag mm-hmm. when you have when you're second guessing if you should do it or not. <clears throat> right. And you're like we like I said before, she was answering her own question mm-hmm. by asking me, you know, should I even do this? I don't think I should. Well, and that that's the biggest red flag of them all. Mm-hmm. It, it, like you said, just it. it I'm trying to think of that one show when it's like, how do you know when you need to buy new underwear? Well, if you're asking, <laughs> it's too late. You, <laughs> you need to buy new underwear. underwear. <laughs> and I think it's the same thing with this. If you're asking advice or help or trying to have someone, an objective third party, walk you through your thought process of if you should or shouldn't spend your time with this person, you know the answer. Uh-huh. And either you're looking for somebody to tell you the answer to get out of it or you're looking for someone to try to convince you to stay oh no yeah everyone goes through that so yeah you, you just just you'll work through it and 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 people that say that and and well i'll point to women women that say oh everybody gets cold feet i did that too what that really translates to is they sucked it up and married somebody they probably shouldn't have and so you should do the same thing <laughs> yeah uh-huh. um nobody is going to have extremely cold feet and second guess spending the rest of their life with someone and 15 years later say, you know what, I was scared to death to do this and this was the best decision I ever made and we're happier now than ever. Yeah, I know. So, mm-hmm. once again, I've, I've said it before, listen to your gut, yes, not your heart. Yeah. Um, especially in this type of situation. Yeah, I know. So, there's, there's lots of questions, really, that you could ask yourself. Before mm-hmm. before getting engaged or getting married. And <clears throat> there were, like, some of them, like, more common types. Yeah. And, and once again, this isn't... There's... You, you, you can find... And we've even talked about it ourselves. Like, how do you know, you know, what are they bringing to the table? What are you bringing to the table? Mm-hmm. This isn't a how do you know you're marrying the right one. This isn't to really ask what your partner is doing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really... So, again, self-reflecting, yeah. and that's what we—that's what we try to push the most for every, all of our episodes—is reflecting on what you do yourself, and just making sure that you're not just pointing the finger and mm-hmm. and pointing blame at your partner. You know, look at yourself. Yeah, you know, and I, I, a lot of times when it comes to issues with a partner or pointing that finger or second guessing them. Once again, having the thought process or even thinking, you know, do do I trust this person or, you know, do I, is there a chance they're cheating on me? Mm-hmm. If that even hits your mind, I know. there's problems. I don't mean, I don't mean that they're cheating every time you think that, mm-hmm. but if you're having that thought, there is definitely something rotten going on. Yeah. Um, on some level, because people that don't cheat and don't have trust issues, that thought never even pops in your head. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to whether it's pointing out flaws your partner or making you evaluate your partner, people typically do that anyway. So it's not, it's, it's not really, like you said, it's not our intent to say, 
here's how you really need to reevaluate your partner. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked about the loser stuff, and so mm-hmm. we're, we're pretty set on what we already think about your partner in the first place. <laughs> so there are some, like you said, some blatant things that are, I guess, gimmies or no-nonsense or common sense. Like no-brainer Yeah, no-brainer stuff. stuff that you should... We, we don't think it's necessary to call those out to say, here's what you really should ask yourself, because... Most people do this anyway. Yeah. And I guess if you aren't at least asking yourself these basic things, you really should, you're really not ready to move forward. Yeah, I know. Like, do I really love them? Or are they a good person? Yeah. Right. I mean, and, and that's that's one of those things where if you feel you have to justify your relationship with someone based around even those two things, mm-hmm. if, if you, you know, you, you hear things like, well, we, you know, uh, we, we like we like doing these things together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but do you love the person? Yeah. And then, you know, are they a good person? If you, if you have to justify <laughs> to everyone in your inner circle as to why the love of your life is behind bars for a crime, and you have to continually justify, oh, well, yeah, they're a criminal, but they're a really good person, you sound like a moron when you say that. <laughs> Yeah. And those are things, once again, that shouldn't even be on the table for discussion mm-hmm. of heading down that path to the, to the next level because you've got way bigger problems if you're bringing all of those little things, that little big things, I guess, that should have already been yeah. addressed and kept you out of the relationship in the first place. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't even be asking if you're engaged. You should be asking, why am I wasting my time with someone I don't love or someone that's a good or bad person or mm-hmm. or whatever, someone that's addicted to this and all those things we've talked about before. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I guess getting into the actual questions that you should ask yourself, um, one of them is, do you listen to your partner? Mm-hmm. Are you really listening to, I mean, everything they have to say and not only that, but... I guess listening to to their needs. Yeah, and appreciating and respecting their perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that that's a huge thing because it's are are you are you asking questions or opinions to validate what you already have in your head, or are you really truly having a conversation? Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of people think that just because they flap their gums and move their mouth, they're effective communicators. Yeah. And that's, you know, people don't need to be told this, but apparently they do. That's only 50% of communication. Yeah. The other 50% is listening. Uh-huh. And if you're not listening to your partner, then there, there, there's problems there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. And with that, that doesn't mean always getting your way, too. Yeah. You you can't it, I don't think that somebody that always gets their way is, you know, one partner's listening. Well, and if your partner's always like, "Well, I want this and I want to do that and I want to go here." And you're like, "Well, yeah, I'm 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 very giving and I listen to what my partner's needs are and I'm always giving those to them." Yes, you should be listening to those needs, but just because someone is constantly getting their way doesn't mean you're really listening you're turning into a doormat Mm -hmm. and that's completely different than communicating with your partner on that listening and talking piece as well yeah um and i think that that's what and people look at that from both sides of even if you have them evaluate their partner and say well yeah my partner listens to me i get to do everything i want 
once again, I think I've said it on here before, nobody wants a long-term relationship with a doormat. Yeah. I think that somebody that hasn't been used to getting their way, once they start getting their way, it's kind of a high. Mm -hmm. But you end up burying the partner in in the pursuit of always getting your way. Yeah. And you take their, their spine away and you take their voice away and, and then they sh- eventually shut down and don't communicate at all. Yeah, I know. And you ruin them, mm-hmm. I think. You, you definitely ruin them and they don't have a voice. And then it's like, well, who? <laughs> I'm not even speaking to anyone. And then, and then you find yourself <clears throat> um, irritated because they won't give you input, too. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that also that goes that goes good with or goes directly into our our next one which is do you balance each other out mm-hmm. um and not balance i'm not i don't really mean balance each other out is your relationship balanced right yeah yeah, yeah. i'm yeah. glad you, you kind of clarified that because i think that a lot of times when you start talking about a balanced relationship people immediately start to assume the you know the the honey and vinegar yeah the the yin and the yang. Well, uh-huh. well, I'm really outgoing and they're very reserved, so we balance each other out. Yeah. And we've already established that if you don't have anything in common, uh, you don't balance each other out. Mm-hmm. It's completely one-sided. And uh, once again, that kind of goes to the doormat thing. But balanced in your... I mean, if you look at a balanced scale, you can't put something very heavy-hearted on one side and very light, and it balances. One is going to drop, and the other one's going to go flying off the scale. Yeah. So balance really means a balance. Mm-hmm. It means you're both contributing equally to the relationship, and you're both providing equally to one another what your needs are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a true balanced relationship. It's not this exact opposites on a scale and hoping they balance, because that doesn't balance. No. And we know that that doesn't balance. And so it's 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 true input and output from each partner that creates a creates that kind of you know cohesive balanced relationship. Yeah, a, a true yeah, partnership. Yeah, true balance, right? Mm-hmm. You know, where everything is equal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep. I think, yeah. and I think that that's a lot of times even people that are married can look at that. Mm-hmm. And if those scales are tipping one side or the other, straighten them out. Mm-hmm. It, that's something that I think is 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 pretty easily identifiable. I mean, yeah. a lot of it is. Really looking around in your environment and going back to what we just talked about in the other one. Is someone just always getting their way and everything's done one way by the bidding of one person or the loudest voice or that squeaky wheel that gets the grease or whatever it is? You know, I've talked on here before about how I just let my ex do whatever she wanted because it wasn't worth getting in a fight about. Mm -hmm. That's not balance. No. You know, someone being happy and the other person being miserable is not balance. Somebody... Not wanting to have sex and somebody not getting sex is not balanced. No. Um, that's awful. And so, and we've touched on those a lot, but, you know, balance is something that is completely correctable if yeah. you want to correct it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, and I just, I think that so much of it just always goes back to being compatible and oh, yeah, having for sure. enough com- in common. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the The next one is... Are they your true number one priority? That's a tough one mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Yeah. I think that it's something that people are very quick to say. And when you ask the question, is your partner 
your current partner, your future partner, your fiance, your husband, your wife, whatever you want to call this this life partner of yours, A, they should be the number one priority all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, all the time. It, there sh- it shouldn't be negotiable. No, uh-uh, at and all. And where this gets touchy is when you start bringing other factors into it. I know. And you say, well... You know, and I, I have I have some single mother friends that are, you know, forever talking on social media about, you know, nothing comes between me and my son or mm-hmm. me and my kids. And, you know, I, we've talked about the dynamic of my son and bringing you into our lives and what that meant and what that looked like and what that felt like and how you had to become my number one priority. Yeah. Well, and initially... Initially, yes, I I think that, of course, your kid needs to be your number one priority. Initially, you know, as you when you're starting to to date and yes, get to know the person better because you don't know who in the heck you're bringing into your child's yeah. life. You don't want them exposed to somebody they don't need to be exposed to. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking engagement, married, right, phase, exactly, you you now have to be able to flip that switch. Where your partner is going to be your number one consistent priority over your parents, Mm -hmm. over your friends, over your family, over your kids. And parents, and especially single parents, don't want to hear that. I know. That your partner has to be more of a priority than your kid. And people will blatantly shut that down. And you're wrong. Mm -hmm. Your, Your partner needs to come before your children. Doesn't mean you're neglecting. Your kids. It doesn't mean you're turning your back on your kids. It doesn't mean you're not going to continue to invest in your kids. Mm-hmm. But your partner needs to be your number one priority. Yeah. And so when you ask that question, are they really your number one priority? At this level of your relationship, the answer should be yes. Yeah. And if it's should. not, then you need to wait mm-hmm. until it can be. Yeah. And I think that, that that's a variable thing. I mean, I think that... Whenever we first started dating, Seth wasn't independent yet. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, barely, he was, he was a young middle schooler. Mm-hmm. And so he still needed parental dynamics and guidance and accountability and all that stuff kids need. But by the time we got married and he was, you know, more of a teenager and he was developing his own life and things like that, there was a much bigger sense of independence. Mm-hmm. Um associated with that to where right for our situation it was i guess i'd say easier to kind of make that switch yeah i think so i i think that i think that it i actually did come into his life at a good age Mm -hmm. a really good age and i think that even you know he was 11 when i met him and then you know 13 when we got married and like within all of that, it even being thirteen, I think that that still gave him enough time to see us and our relationship mm-hmm. and learn from a good relationship too. So I think right. that when he was still impressionable, yeah, 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 and I think that it was it really was a good age. At, I mean, at least <laughs> mm-hmm. at least for us. I don't know. I can't really say. I can't say give too much advice for anybody else, but. I think that yeah, it was yeah, it was like perfect. And, and I'm not slighting anybody that still wants to put their kids in front. I'm just uh-huh. saying if if you want your child to be your number of priority, that's fine. 
but you just need to hold off on that next level relationship. Mm-hmm. And and if they really truly are the next level, or I don't like saying meant to be, they'll understand and they'll wait. Well, and I think that um, someone, I, I, it, what irritates me is someone saying that they want to have, you know, a good relationship with somebody else, and but they are the ones keeping themselves from mm-hmm. having that good relationship with someone else because they're like, nope, I put my kids first. Yeah, you know, and you, if you, if you truly want a good partnership with somebody mm-hmm. you need to put your partner first well, and i think a lot of it is relative to the child's age and independence mm-hmm. yeah i mean if you've got a six month old you mm-hmm. should not be putting a relationship in front mm-hmm. of that child well you shouldn't you probably shouldn't even be should be looking to starting a date yeah <laughs> um so i think a lot of that trying to find a baby daddy yeah and and, and that's the other question are you trying to find someone to help you with this child? Mm-hmm. Or are you trying to find someone that is actually going to be... You're going to mess that up. Um, that is really going to be your your marriage partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people try to put a lot of hats on, well, they're, they're this, they're a great parent, they're a great father, they're a great mother, they're a great friend. They're, and yeah, all those hats can be worn. But at the end of the day, you're... you're your partner and the love of your life should be your number one priority. Mm-hmm. And if you can't commit to that and you're not ready to commit to that and your child still takes, you know, precedence and attention as once again, sometimes they should, mm-hmm. that's fine. And the right person will understand that and, and be willing to wait and step aside. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he, when you and I first met, it was, we spent time together when I didn't have him with me mm-hmm. because I didn't want to take away from, his Your time. time together. Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, then we, then for several months, it was his mom didn't do the same. Mm-hmm. She would schedule dates with guys on the weekends she was supposed to have him. And, yeah. and you know, and she initially and didn't, would, didn't want him on asked, the weekends at all anyway. Oh, I know. She tried, yeah. she wanted me to take him every single weekend uh-huh. and she would have him. She was like, well, you take him every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. A, yeah, it was still a 50-50 split. Yeah, it was, she, was, yeah. she was trying to play this role uh-huh. like, well, it's still 50-50, and that way you get all the weekends with him to do whatever you want. And I was like, well, hold on. I'm not going to – you're going to crush any opportunity of me having any type of social life. Yeah. We'll do a, an even split every other weekend. Uh-huh. She didn't want to do that in the first place. And so once we did split, she wanted all of her weekends to go do whatever she wanted. Uh-huh. And I, I – was never going to be like, no, I'm not going to take him. Yeah. But that's when we started spending more time with him, with, with him, us. with us together, uh-huh. because you and I would have plans and she would call me on a Thursday uh-huh. and be like, I want to go to a, a banquet this weekend with this guy. Uh-huh. And I'd be like, all right, bring him over. Yeah, I know. I'll well, yeah. Him. And it's like, um, you're, you're not going to yeah, say no gonna... to hanging out with your son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Of course you, you want to keep him. <laughs> Um, the next one, I think, I think that it's, uh, uh, this is a really good question to ask yourself is, are you already in a rut? Yeah. When you, when you get asked or that, you know, and not, not to name names or anything, but we, we have recently kind of seen this Mm -hmm. where someone in a very long term relationship with one another, that was a stagnant relationship, Mm -hmm. um, they hadn't really progressed or grown as a couple in any way, shape, or form, decided to get married. Mm -hmm. And you could just tell 
that they they already had that typical normal awful marriage yeah. aura about them mm-hmm. just as dating and then did, did they have a they didn't have a really long engagement though no no they didn't have a really long engagement um <laughs> but like even before even before they got engaged like she was even asking you adv- for advice and stuff like that. There was a lot of pressure on the guy yes, to a propose. Yes, a ton of pressure. When <clears throat> she had revealed on different levels that they weren't compatible in the first place. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to force, you know, a square peg in a round hole mm-hmm. at that point. If it's, it's, if it's just not going to work, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Getting engaged isn't going to force it to work. Getting married isn't going to force it to work. You're creating, you're taking away from our favorite word of effortlessness when you have to force things to happen because you're creating work. Mm-hmm. And we've established many times before that good mm. relationships don't, don't take, take hard work. Hard work, hard work yeah. And, and that's what you're doing. And I think that this one, this one was just so comical to me because once all the wedding photos hit. You could really You could just tell see. how miserable they were. Oh, my gosh. Like, you got the happiest faces you should ever look back on your relationship memories are your wedding day. Yeah. And when you look like you just won bitch of the month club <laughs> and he right. looks like he just walks around with his tail between his legs oh, all the time. Oh shit. You're doomed. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's bad news right there. Yeah. Just, I, but I just remember looking at the, the pictures like, Oh my God, <laughs> are they, everybody around him is smiling. Mm-hmm. And the bachelorette and bachelor party, everybody was smiling, smiling. but the Have wedding day was just, <laughs> They looked so miserable to Very be with miserable. each other. And I was yes. like, oh my gosh. Yeah, they're doomed. I give it six months. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. No, I know. And and I look at the, when, like when we got married too, mm-hmm. that, uh, that my, our wedding day was the happiest day of my life. Right. Mm-hmm. Knowing that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you. That's. Yep. It was awesome. Why would I have a bitch face on? I know. You know? Yeah. It was awful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, seeing that stuff. But yeah, but, I mean, being in a rut, though. Yeah. Well, and I think you can you can put a lot of stuff in that category as rut. Uh-huh. Or have you already started having the we aren't having enough sex talk? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because I hate to break it to you, but if you aren't sexually fulfilled when you're dating or engaged, you sure as shit aren't going to be sexually fulfilled when you get married. Right. Yeah, I know. For most people, it just gets less and less. Uh And so if you've already hit the point where you aren't even married and somebody's libido is higher than the other person's, Mm -hmm. that's a problem. It's not going to get better. Uh And getting married isn't going to fix it. And having kids isn't going to fix it. Oh my gosh. All that stuff makes it worse. I know. Why do people think that like these things are going to just get better? I have no idea. Just automatically, just magically get better just because they get married or... Because they're stupid? Yeah. I I have no idea. (laughs) But I mean, I, I think about it even for myself when in my previous relationship too. And yeah, we were... In a freaking rut, like why in the hell did I did I think that things would get better just because we got engaged? Mm-hmm. And thankfully, I figured it out. You know, within a few months, that shit, this isn't yeah, this is not good. This is not heading down the right path. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and 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 you are lucky you did because a lot of mm-hmm. people. That's where if you if, and I think part of one of the things that helped you was you didn't start talking to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You didn't approach somebody that was in a shitty relationship and say, hey, 
you guys have been married for a while. Here's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Because she would have said, oh, honey, happens. just it happens to everybody. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys are meant to be together. Mm-hmm. This is just one of those things. And, and so you were a little more reclusive about your problems yeah. with him. And so you didn't really get bad advice. That's very true. That because was. I think if, if somebody that you trusted or somebody in your inner circle had pushed you, uh, we don't know exactly what would have happened, but I would think like in most situations, you probably still would have progressed uh-huh. in the relationship. I know. Because you would have been convinced that that is normal yeah. and it's expected. Uh-huh. And we're yeah. here to tell you, it ain't normal. Well, <laughs> no, no, it it's is normal. normal. It's just bad. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it because it's normal, just because it's normal doesn't mean that you should do it or it's the right thing to do. No. <laughs> I think that this one goes in good with, with the, it, like, I don't know, it's a good segue to the next one, which is, are you, are you as happy or happier now than you were the first day that you started dating? Yeah. Uh, that that's that's a emotional barometer and unit of measure that you can utilize to see how on track your relationship is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we watched a video just yesterday that somebody shared. They thought it was funny of their grandparents arguing. Oh my gosh, that was awful. And they they thought it was humorous and. She said she hated him, and he said he hated her. And, and they were really cussing at each yeah, other. Yeah, they were cursing at each other, just sitting on the front porch. Yeah. And he said, well, why don't you just kill me? And she said, I would if I could, didn't have to go to jail. And she's like, I hate you. And he's yeah. like, well, I hate you too. And they just they thought that was almost cute banter. Yeah, like this is how, this is how a relationship is going to be. And, yeah, and then that's what was so sad about it was hundreds of thousands of people were tagging their partner. This is going to be us in 50 years. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? I know. That, that is how you want your relationship to be in your golden years is to hate one another and just <laughs> waiting for one of you to die or kick the bucket? I know. I mean, that, that is the saddest future you would ever have. And a lot of that is identifiable early on mm-hmm. by how happy you continue to be. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I had said to you that I, I don't, I, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> if I said today, I'm as happy today, or I'm, I'm just as happy today as I was three months into our relationship. Mm-hmm. Because people would look at that and say, oh, you're not, you, you haven't grown. Mm-hmm. It's like no. It's our happiness was at the peak. If, if on a scale of one to ten, our happiness was an eleven at three months, and our happiness is still an eleven. Yeah. Um, if you filled that that meter of happiness to the top, you can't go any higher. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you've looked at that, but, and you're it, like, but it continues to be that. It way, stays though. at that peak it, level. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It doesn't go down. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. We're not unhappy at all we're always happy together right just we love each other so much and so i think that if you look at that and you're like man we were really because that's what i did in my last relationship Uh i've I've said on here and i've told you that the first two years were fine Uh and then you could just slowly see it getting less and less and less happy until on that scale of one to ten by the time it's over of course you're at a zero yeah and so if you look at that and you're like well we were really happy the first few months and now you're supposedly approaching what, like you just said, the happiest day of your life when you get married and you're not at a 10, 
that's a big sign. That's a good question to ask yourself. Am I happier today with my partner than I was when we first started seeing each other? Mm -hmm. And if you're not, once again, just like the sex thing, you're going to get less happy. So if you started off at an eight and you get engaged at a six, after you've been married for two years, you're going to be a four. If you've been married for six years, you're going to be a two or a one. Oh, I know. I mean, that, that's, that's a, you're not going to get happier. And once again, I hate to break it to you, but bringing poor little bastards and daughters into that mix oh isn't going to make that happy meter <laughs> no. go up as relative as it is to your relationship. No, it's not. Yep. I, I, look at, I look at my previous relationship, too, and even I don't think that even at my best with my ex, you I don't think... I don't even think that it was a 10, mm-hmm. you know? I, I think that I, I I thought that I was happy or I thought that maybe I was just young and dumb and didn't really... I mean, I don't think I really knew what... Well, it's like, it's like I've said before. I didn't realize how unhappy I was until I realized how happy I could be. Yeah. And, and I, I think I, that's exactly it. Yeah. And I think that that's where a lot of people are. And that's why when you ask people, <clears throat> are, you are you happily married? Uh-huh. 99% of people say, yeah, they are. Oh, yeah, I'm happily married. Because they've, Just because they've been married for And they've adapted long. to what mm-hmm. the misery is. Yeah. You, you just don't realize how miserable you are when you're stuck in that whirlwind. Mm-hmm. And, and you think, and I think I've said this too, you think that people like us are this unattainable, mythical unicorn <laughs> yeah. creature. Well, unicorns aren't fucking real, mm-hmm. but happily married couples are. Yeah. And it is attainable. Yeah. You just... Have to be with the right person to make it attainable. Yeah, I know. Um, and that's where you, but but it, it's so hard to recognize it in that. And and I've been there, and it's like, well, this is this is happiness. And com- and and you play the comparative game. Well, I'm happier than them. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, they have all these issues, and at least we aren't dealing with that. Yeah. Or I know she's at least cheated on him, and that hasn't hasn't happened to me yet. You know, and so you start trying to justify to yourself why you're happy. Mm-hmm. I, that thought never even crosses my mind now. Mm-hmm. I don't have to sit back and say, well, yeah, <laughs> now that I think about it, I am happy. <laughs> I, I just know. know. And no, from, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of, one of the things that we, we posted over the weekend was, you know, give five reasons about um, why you love your partner. Yeah. Uh-huh. And after we posted that, I was like, I wonder how many people can't think of five. I know. How many people can't think of four or three uh-huh. or two? And I should have said, out of those five, you're not allowed to label any parental skills in there. Oh, Because yeah. that's what people typically <laughs> oh, always do. If they can't think of anything, they're like, oh, well, he's a great dad. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make him a good partner. Right. So, yeah. but yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, I think that, that you know, l- looking at your level of happiness over a period of time is a great indicator of not just where you've gotten to, but it's telling you where you're going. Yeah. Because it's not going to go up. No. You're never going to be more happier than you are today. Yeah. You can only go down or sustain. Yeah, I know. It's huge. That one is, that's a really good one. Um, The next one is, um, are you on the same page with one another? Mm -hmm. Uh, And with lots of things. You know, financially, um, do you, you know, have the same type of moral compass? Mm -hmm. Um, Your future goals? Everything. These are big things that I think a lot of people tend to 
don't really feel are that important initially. Kind of overlook. They overlook, or it's it's weird or non-organic to talk about. Mm-hmm. And one of the true signs of really good relationship communication is easily being able to have conversations about what most people think are uncomfortable, mm-hmm. whether that is finances yeah. or sex or the future mm-hmm. or what was the other one? Morals. Moral. Mm-hmm. morality and your moral compass and all those things like that because those are things that typically don't organically come up on a date mm-hmm. and if somebody asks it seems invasive or it seems personal or it seems like you're jumping the gun um i couldn't pinpoint the time or location or even how long we'd been together when we decided to talk about finances because it wasn't an issue no i don't remember it being a big deal i don't remember I don't even remember the conversation at all. <laughs> I don't either. I just I, re- well, I remember I, that we were on track to clear all of our previous relationship debt, but I don't yeah. remember saying, "Here's what we're going to do, and, and we need to do plan. this by this date." Yeah, I know. It just happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it sucks for for other people because they're just like, "Oh my gosh!" Like Seth and Crystal can just do everything so effortlessly. But the, it really, that's really what it, how it has been with us. <clears throat> and yeah. it's been so nice for us, but we're just hoping that you can find the same type of partnership that we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and, and I think that, you know, when, when you look at this, especially in the window, we're ta- remember, we're talking about people that are getting engaged prior mm-hmm. to being married. You haven't committed anything at this point. Mm-hmm. Even if you've said yes, you, you have not signed the legal contractual marriage license. Mm-hmm. So you can still get out. <laughs> but, like I did yeah. before. Yeah, because you were engaged. Mm-hmm. But with that, you know, you, you look at those financially. Are you on the same page? Are you a big spender and your partner's a big saver? Because that's going to cause problems. Mm-hmm. Are you a big saver and they're a big spender? That's going to cause problems. Do you have awful shitty credit and you aren't bringing anything financially to the table and your partner is carrying that financial load? That's going to cause problems. Yeah. Uh, And so those are things that you need to get that balance Uh out and and take the time and and be patient. We've talked about that quite a bit. Mm -hmm. That was one of the things with us was we we are both kind of just naturally patient people. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't have times – it didn't have a hard time looking realistically to situations. Well, you know, we need to wait. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, even even kind of recently where we, um, so we went to Denver and we rented a car and... You're going to turn me into more Grinch mode <laughs> talking about this. And it was... We, we rent cars almost every week yeah. because of our travel schedule. Yes. And so... And I've never fallen in love with a car before. Never. He's never fallen in love with any other car before. I mean, he's driven he, some cool he, cars been, too. Yeah, he's driven some really cool cars and he's been like, man... Or, you know, well, that was a nice that car. That was fun. That was cool. But, so this one <laughs> was a Dodge Challenger. And he's like, I have to have it. I I just have, I mean, this is me. This yeah. this car is me. I have to have this I, car. I looked up how much it was. Yeah. And I was like, we have the money. Yeah. I can just go buy it right now. Yeah. Let's get the chat. And then it was like, well, hold on. Yeah. Let's, let's think. It. And it wasn't you saying time out. Mm-hmm. It was really kind of me coming Talk, to the conclusion and, and us just talking, talking it about it, and, it amongst each other and saying, "Well, here's what the 2019s are going to have, <laughs> and here's what my car's worth now." Yeah, and then and you know, this is how much we could yeah save up and that's and, 
and and even even kind of like in the conversation, just I don't even say I was joking. Just I, I made the statement that man, it's. I think I said you're lucky that I'm not impulsive. Yeah. Because that's <laughs> that is huge in relationships. Yes. Um, of one partner seeing something that you know, if money's burning a hole in their pocket, and they have to have it, and I knew that that car will be there in a month, six months, ten months, whenever it is we do decide to buy it. Yeah. I'm not missing out on anything right now. Mm-hmm. But some people feel that they are if they don't get it right away. I know. And this is why, you know, going back to our financial stuff we've talked about before, that's why you see people that have nicer cars and they do the places they live, yeah. which is a huge no-no. Mm-hmm. But being patient is huge. And so that's something financially you need to look at. If you guys want to plan a romantic getaway to the, for the weekend somewhere and it's in between paydays and you're not really sure you're going to make it till the next one, both of you should have the common fucking sense to put that <laughs> vacation off. Right. Uh-huh. And, yeah. And it's, I will say this. I think it would be better to have one person that was impulsive and one that wasn't that could rein them in than two people that were completely oh impulsive. Oh, because no. we've seen that as well. <laughs> yeah. And it's like you both can't afford to be idiots at the same time with all your purchases. Mm-hmm. You, you, one of you has to have the common sense hat on at some point in time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and preferably, you do what we do and you both have the common sense hat yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Yeah. But yeah, being, being on the same page with all mm-hmm. of it is so important. And, and, <laughs> I mean, even sometimes we we do get a little off track or distracted with fun comics that we want to get, but... That's you, not me. (laughs) But at the end of the day, we we always make good decisions for... Mm -hmm. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, and you look at the financial stuff, you look at the moral piece. I mean, morals... um, You know, I, I think you could, you know... We don't want to head down the entire path of what you have in common, mm-hmm. like we've done before. But you know, being on the same page with your with those things are just very important because those what even may seem like little things or things you haven't discussed or things you really haven't examined or co-examined those can be huge issues later on mm-hmm. um, that will show up. It will rear their head, yeah. and so you need to know and understand that you're on the same page. And if you're not, why? Mm-hmm. And if you're not, that doesn't mean that the relationship has to end, but I, at least identifying what the workaround will be. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you, you can make that list huge. Are we going to send our children to private or public schools? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you need to have those conversations. Yeah. You know, are we going to spank our children? Are you into capital punishment or corporal punishment? Not capital <laughs> punishment. Corporal punishment. <laughs> Or not, yeah. and that was one of the problems that I had with my my ex was I was I was raised spanked mm-hmm. quite often, and so I wanted to spank. Mm-hmm. I still like to spank. <laughs> You're funny, but <laughs> but she didn't think that that was a great way yeah. to interact with the child. Well, I know, and yeah, if we would have had kids together, yeah, I would have definitely been on the same page with that yeah. too. Oh, I know you like spanking. <laughs> There you go. But I think that I think that kind of leads us into the next one, which is um, what are your deal breakers? Yeah. You know, are, do you have if you have deal breakers, what are they? And does you know does your partner know what your deal breakers are? Yeah, and are they the same? Yeah, and, and this is something that I, I think some people would 
put the duh factor to and be like, well, well, duh. Uh-huh. Yeah, of course I would leave if they cheated. Yeah, but are you sure about that? Yeah. And, and would your partner? And, you know, we've talked about it. Well, no, I guess we haven't, but... What is your definition of cheating? Is it different than theirs? Oh, Part of that's being on the same page. Yeah. But once again, if I say, if I say, well, yeah, it's a deal breaker. If you ever cheat on me, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you get drunk and make out with somebody at the office Christmas party. Some people, that may be debatable on if that's cheating or not. Yeah. To me, that's cheating. Yeah. And we would split up. Yeah. And so you need to be able to identify exactly what the deal breakers mean mm. to each of you. And and once again, it's you should be on the same page with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're not, find out why not and, and how mm-hmm. to work around that. And I think that uh, a lot of times people talk tough about these. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, if you ever... Um, I mean, I, I, had a, I had a girlfriend in, in high school that was like, oh, I better never find out you smoked pot. Really? Yeah. It's like, you ain't going anywhere, so what? <laughs> Jeez. You know, or something like that. <laughs> right. Well, I, I think that that was um, before before my ex. Um, I think that was a big deal to me because I remember, like, my mom, my mom never did drugs in her life. And mm-hmm. my dad, you know, smoked, smoked weed here and there. But my mom never did. And, like, it was a big deal to yeah to be with somebody that... Didn't. didn't do it. Well, that went south yeah, that quick. Yeah, that went way south. You, you would have given anything for it just to be weed. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, at the time you, even then, you know, I I said, oh, that's a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. But obviously well, and, it wasn't. You know, to bring up what we've talked about on here, one of my deal breakers was having kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these deal breakers need to be non-negotiable. And and and, and I don't, addressed early. Yes, and I don't mean non-negotiable in the fact that you're stubborn. Anything that you could or would waver on is not a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. So it's things that you know that basically you are ready to pull the plug on the relationship if this occurs. Mm-hmm. And that was something we did address very early. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it on here before, but... Those are those deal breakers. Um, and I, there should be some no-brainer deal breakers. I like, know. if you ever hit me, Ugh. I'm out. You shouldn't have to tell. If That's another warning sign. If you have to tell your partner that if they physically abuse you, you're, you're going to leave. Yeah. I you mean, that, get out yeah, right now. <laughs> that, I mean, that was nothing that ever even probably crossed your mind of our relationship. Well, one of these points, I need, to, I need to sit him down and say, well, if you ever backhand me, I'm out of here. <laughs> I mean, so if you feel that you need to put, draw that line in the sand, that is a huge red flag. Yeah. Um, so there should be some no-brainer things in there as well. But these should be identified early on mm-hmm. and consistent and non-waverable. I mean, we've we've watched it play out on reality TV or whatever. Where somebody's like, well, I'm not having kids and I'm not getting yeah. married. And, and they waver on those um, for the person. So it has to be things that you're you're pretty... You know, stuck in the sand on that you're not you're not yeah. gonna waver. I know. Well, and even and even with the with some of the situations, even on reality TV, like they waver on them, and then the other person backs out. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's like, well, what Still was that worth? Yeah, yep. <laughs> that wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you you need to know what your deal breakers are. Yep. And and know your, what theirs are. Yeah. Well, and tell yourself. 
Like, don't don't try to say no. That's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It really is okay because that's what that's what I did. And look where I mean, well, look where it got me. It got right. me. <laughs> Maybe it is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> but in my previous relationship, look where it got me. Mm-hmm. It got me nowhere. Um, the the next one. Uh, I think a lot of people, well, uh, maybe a lot of people that I've known have done this. And how separate are your lives? Do you do, you do everything together or do you have a life of your own mm-hmm. without your partner? Yep. You know, we, we've, we, we've been pretty vocal on how we feel about um, we're anti-separate lives mm-hmm. because we don't think it can promote a good, healthy, and extremely happy, successful relationship. Yeah, and, and this this one is where we are, everybody else says that you need to yeah. live a separate we, yeah, life. Yeah, we are the counter-argument, and the, we are the extreme minority mm-hmm. in this. Um, mm-hmm. But I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If you show me a couple that has completely separate lives, and if they're half as happy as we are, I'll admit I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. If they're having the sex and the time... And the life and the happiness that we have, I'll admit I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that exists. And I think that as you hit this point, you know, part of the agreement and journey together in marriage is togetherness. I mean, it's right there. You're going to do things together. And if you have already established separate lives because you've been together for a long time, you have lived together, you already get on each other's nerves yeah. or... Or you've been in this, you know, nowadays, we were talking about it, um, it seems like just the other day, but because of technology, there are so many long-distance relationships now. Oh, I know, yeah. And people, I don't, maybe it's a generational thing, I don't understand how people take those to the next level. Yeah, I don't know either. you know, if if you haven't had a lot of contact with your partner, Mm -hmm. and you are going to pursue the next level, that's really trial and error because you do have your own life outside your partner because they're not even physically there. Uh, unless you are just sucked in and glued to that computer 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And FaceTiming. Yeah, you're FaceTiming and Bluetoothing all day. And mm-hmm. and maybe they are. Yeah. But if you have your but own life. But still, I don't know. That's just so weird to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Go, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, if you have your own life that you've established – for whatever reason, because you didn't let go of it when you got into a relationship or because you've established it out of, you know, loneliness in your current relationship or whatever it is, you know, recognizing and understanding how separate your lives are. If, if you guys lead separate lives and come together occasionally, just like everything else we've kind of talked about, it's not going to get any better mm-hmm. um, because you've already established you don't have enough in common to have a life with one another now. Yeah, well, and I think that, I think also it brings up a good point with like long distance type stuff. Like, do you know, are you with your partner enough to know that you want to be with them all the time Mm -hmm. too? You know, I think that you can, you can do things on the weekends or you can do things here and there, you know, especially with the long-term or uh, long-distance type relationships, mm-hmm. and you can do things, and it and it seems so brand new and like, oh, I miss them so much. Well, and because in those, when you don't see each other very often, the butterflies stay. Mm-hmm. Because when you finally do get to see one another, you get excited and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And so, 
it's a easy it's it's almost it's almost like you're you're misleading yourself uh, kind of, almost kind of in a good way though initially mm-hmm. that that oh, I'm so excited to see them all the time and distance truly does make the heart grow fonder mm-hmm. um and your time those little spurts of time together seem very special yeah. because it's not happening every day uh-huh but you need to make sure... That How special is it going to feel when it is happening every Yeah, day? you need to make sure that, you know, the person that you're with, mm-hmm. if you do, if you are going down this path of getting engaged and getting married, you need to make sure that you can spend every well, waking moment together. I, I had a guy I was in the Navy with that was actually, he was stationed in Hawaii, uh-huh. and he met his, you know, soon-to-be wife online. Um, this was really kind of, at the. this was the first internet couple I ever knew. This was, you know, several, several, several years ago. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they had, you know, AOL chat. They, this was before you could video, you could maybe take a fuzzy picture and throw it on a floppy disk and send it to them. And so it was very new to how that Mm -hmm. stuff happened and that's how they met. And so she would travel to see him on occasion Uh and she had two kids and she didn't bring the kids. And so they had a lot of alone time together. So it was, she was basically going on vacation. She was going on vacation, and he was getting to see his girlfriend. Uh-huh. And, of course, they clicked when they saw and each then other. in Hawaii. Yeah, and, and so it was like, just oh, like these multiple little honeymoon trips, so and they're perfect. like, I'm so happy with her, and <laughs> I'm so happy with him, and this is going to be a great life together. And then they decide to get married, uh-huh. and then she moves with the kids. And he's all of a sudden like, okay, now I've got to take care of her kids. This is not what has been happening while we've been, quote-unquote, dating for the last two years. That's when reality Reality hit that you now have an instant family and other people that are going to not just rely on the person you've been with, but now we're going to rely on you. Mm -hmm. And that was a horrible pill for him to swallow, and he was absolutely miserable. Absolutely miserable. Um, And it wasn't any—it was—you know, he felt very duped. Uh Uh-huh. And which I get that, but it was just these multiple encounters of, of bliss, of uh-huh. no interruptions. It's just us. We get a focus on us, and now instant family. Uh-huh. And we don't have any alone time. Or our sex is already going out the window. These kids are driving me nuts. They're needy. They were young. How did he not, like... Because he was young. <laughs> How did he not think about any of this? Though? No idea. He didn't have someone like us to yeah. tell him. <laughs> yep. And all of that. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. I think that you, you really have to, you have to look at that mm-hmm. and make sure that this is the person yeah. that you want to be with. Well, and you know, one one of the cold calculating piece of getting married, um, you know, and I'll kind of repeat what we've we've heard this other woman say that marriage is nothing but a contract. Mm-hmm. The only difference is when you get into a business relationship with someone at the contract, all of their cards are on the table. You know yeah. their history. You know their financial status. You know what exactly they're bringing to the table. You know what this partnership is going to entail, uh-huh. and you know what holds both of you accountable. Marriage is still that exact marriage. same <laughs> <yeah>, is <marriage laughs> still that exact same business contract. Yeah, but it's one hundred percent emotionally driven with. Really disregard for what they're bringing to the table, what their past has been, and what you think you're going to be at in a few years. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I agree definitely that you know you with a business partner, you know everything. You and know all what that. you're getting into. I yeah. just, I what I don't like about what she said is the 
It, there's a whole thing. Basically, it's a piece of paper. Yeah, she devalued the relationship. And I thought, I felt that she kind of gave more fuel to the fire for those that are like, we don't need to get married. Exactly. We're, we're practically married, and we don't need a yeah. piece of paper to say we're <laughs> committed. And that's and what like, I didn't like about that. Yeah, you're you, not married. Uh, you're not married. You. You're not practically married. You're not basically married. Mm-hmm. You're not married at all. You're not common law married yeah, just because up. you live together. <laughs> Quit calling each other your husband and wife. Quit tagging each other as spouses. You're not yeah. married, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> Drives me nuts. Yeah, that's Absolutely what I didn't. That. Quit that's wearing did a wedding ring. <laughs> you, do, you think people do that? Too? Yeah, people do that. Oh, I don't like that. It's like shut up. Oh. You you have not even exchanged <laughs> vows. You're not allowed to wear a wedding ring. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're almost done with your drink. I. And have decided to change my vote. Okay. On the Grinch drink. <laughs> because because of the Grinch. It's awesome. <laughs> the Grinch changed his mind about Christmas and you're changing your mind about the Grinch drink, right? Yep. Yeah, that's what it is. Is that what happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's done. I'm done with mine. That's so funny. Uh, <clears throat> an- another, the next question that you need to ask yourself is is huge and it's it seems like it should be a no-brainer <laughs> really but do you did trust you say them? the next question is is it huge <laughs> hopefully the answer is yes to that <laughs> Shut up. if it's not you get out you need to get out okay sorry but do you trust them yeah um well and that's one of the things that the waitress first thing she brought up yes um yes. Uh-huh. and i think it was more from he doesn't trust me uh-huh uh, the, the funny thing about that, even when you brought it up at the beginning, was he. it seemed just from the couple of minutes she talked to you that he was kind of treating her like she was a stripper. Yeah, I and know. So she's a waitress at Denny's. Denny's. How many hot, attractive single dudes are hanging out at Denny's yeah. trying to get your woman's number? I know. We, we saw a couple of weirdos. Yeah, <laughs> more than a couple. <laughs> the Jeez, there's a whole table of them. Yeah, yeah with an um, hour. But, yeah, trust is huge. Um, mm-hmm. If if your partner has already betrayed your trust, oh my gosh, you definitely should not be saying yes to. You shouldn't even still be in the relationship. So of course, our opinion is you shouldn't say yes to being engaged, and you sure as shit shouldn't be walking down the aisle to get married. Um, if you already have trust issues in place and you aren't married, and it doesn't have to necessarily be cheating, it can be addictions it can be money it can yeah. be other things we've mm-hmm. talked about well yeah and that's what i went through mm-hmm. and obviously i didn't trust my ex because of yeah. the drug addictions or alcohol one of the things you can do is if your man proposes to you before you say yes say let me see your phone <laughs> and if he starts sweating and won't give you the password and starts asking why trust issues well give that yeah. ring back <laughs> if you even have to if you even have to think about asking that, yeah. though, um, asking to see his phone, then no, you don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> the answer is no. You you should not yeah. say yes. That's a trust issue. Mm-hmm. Um, people take that and try to say, well, you know, even in your own relationship, each of you should be amount, allowed amount of your own personal privacy. Not when it comes to that. Mm-mm. Not when it comes to anything that can revolve around trust, or the lack of trust, or the potential of. Mm-hmm. Lack of trust, whatever you want to throw in there, that's non-negotiable. But I think that if you don't trust them on all kinds of, or one different level, but there are many of them that you could throw in there, 
that's a huge red flag that you should not move forward in that relationship. Now, can the trust issues be addressed and fixed? I think so. Yeah. But but that's ultimately up to you. Have you really gotten over it? Mm-hmm. Are you fooling yourself into thinking that you do trust them mm-hmm. when you don't? Because you know. You know when you don't trust somebody. And it, it's something that I don't understand how people can earn or re-earn trust or rebuild trust. I think that once it's lost, it's lost. Yeah. Um, I think so too. I really believe I yeah. believe that. I, and I think <laughs> people just do a really good job of bearing it down mm-hmm. and trying not to trust them. But, oh, I'm sorry, and trying to act like they trust them. To trust them. Uh-huh. But you know, if, if do you trust, do you trust your partner with their friends? Yeah. When they go out, do you trust your partner around the opposite sex? Yeah. Do you, because that's huge. And if you don't, that's a problem. And if you don't, why don't you? Is it because if, if, if I say that and you're, I think of you, why would you be around somebody the opposite sex without me anyway? Because I think that, that would be your answer. <laughs> that's not a trust issue. Mm-hmm. It's a hypothetical I'm going to get jealous over this issue. Mm-hmm. Why are you giving me yeah. a Grinch face? <laughs> Grinch face. Yeah. But, you know, if, if you've caught your partner flirting with someone of the opposite sex, then yes, you don't trust them yeah. around, around them. Uh-uh. You know, or do you trust them near, around, or in any way, shape, or form communicating with their ex at all? Oh, yeah. Should they still be even allowed to do that? And if there's not a child involved, the answer is no. no. They shouldn't be communicating with the no, ex at no, all. no. And, and so I think that those are things you really have to examine. A lot of times it's hard for somebody on that end because trust, not trusting someone gets lumped in a lot of time defensively by the person under question as you're being jealous and controlling. Mm-hmm. And so you start to hear this like, well, maybe I am. Maybe I'm being unreasonable. Well, you know, I think I uh, honestly, I look at, I look back at, um, at our relationship, um, when we first started dating, mm-hmm. and I remember there at one point there was uh, when you and your ex were having a garage sale. Oh, to sell off the rest of our stuff yeah. before the house foreclosed. <laughs> yes, and I remember like being I don't know, just like wondering uh-huh. like what if you know like what if she wanted you back or mm-hmm. and and I don't I, and I think that these aren't things that well this was within a month or two of you and I seeing each other right right and yeah it was within you know four months of her and I splitting up uh-huh and we had I mean the the context behind it was I went through everything in the house that she left behind and we had to we had agreed to mutually sell it all in the garage sale and split it mm-hmm and so she had to come over to where I was living to do the garage sale mm-hmm. yeah. for those few hours. Yeah. And I just remember just feeling like, oh, not good about just it. Just kind of dreading the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, I don't want her to be around him. You know, like, because you have a past, you have, you know, every your right. kid together and everything, you know, this house. And he wasn't even there. That oh, was, that was yeah, the funny thing. That was thing. another thing, too. And so it's like, well, you know, what could happen, mm-hmm. you know? And I just, I think that, I think that, you know, people can get that stuff going through 
their brain mm-hmm. <laughs> and it can hurt a relationship. Thankfully, I I didn't bring it up or get well, like... And, and I, I did everything I could to reassure you that there wasn't... There was no chance of... Anything of any ever. Of that. And, that, and that was a really tough conversation that Seth and I had too. Whenever he had... He, he had brought it up. I remember driving home. I don't remember what what led into it, but he had brought it up, and I, I kind of snapped about it. And I was like, "We are never getting back together." Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to be with me, and I don't want to be with her. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. And I think that that was that was after we'd split up and all this stuff. And I think that that was kind of a delayed reality for him. Yeah. But I I knew once. Before she even moved out, that we weren't, I had zero interest at that point to yeah. try to reconnect. And so I was pretty, I wanted to make sure I was always clear with you about that. Uh-huh. And, and I was dreading it too. I didn't want to see her. I didn't want to <laughs> spend know. the afternoon or morning with her uh-huh. doing the garage sale. And because um, we just, we didn't like each other. There wasn't this, I, I, I wasn't pining after her. I wasn't like, oh, she doesn't want to be with me, so I'll be with you. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't, I had, mentally, emotionally, and physically moved on yeah. at that point. And even even then, I mean, that, that was even, was that even before Valentine's Day and all that? No, that was after Valentine's Day. Was it? Day. I don't even remember when it was. Yeah. But I, I mean, you, you, you I mean, and I Valentine's were, Day, I still deal with you. Yeah, you did. <laughs> well, so then it, if it was after Valentine's Day, you yeah. shouldn't have had anything to I worry about. I guess I didn't have anything to worry about. Uh-huh. <laughs> You don't want me to stray. That's on you. Make sure I don't. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I mean I think that, and once again that was early on when yeah. we're talking. Mm-hmm. Somebody has a pro proposed and you're on the verge of being married. I know these yeah. shouldn't still be issues, issues. or concerns, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And by the time you and I were at that point, it wasn't. No, not at all. No, yeah. no way. So, uh-huh. um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, tr- tr- like we said, trust is a lot of different stuff. It's not just cheating. It's not just going back into the arms of someone else it's it's money it's addiction it's it's all these things that kind of revolve around the are you on the same page stuff mm-hmm. um but you know tr- trust is huge so yeah it is so um finally the last one that we're going to get into and i think that this one is it's probably one of the most important ones other than the tr- trust and i think trust goes into this one as well but why are you in the relationship? Mm-hmm. Ask yourself that. You know, why do you do you really do you really love and trust this person and value this relationship? Yeah. Or are you just afraid of being alone? Yeah. Has it progressed to this point out of laziness? Yeah. Out of you know, one of the things very early on in social media that I had shared that was kind of harsh was something about the two idiots that are too lazy to leave each other. They're going to live happily ever after or whatever. Or, mm-hmm. You know, there, there's always that couple that are too lazy and stupid to leave each other. Mm-hmm. Um, have Have you hit the point where, uh, you know, kind of comparable to what your last relationship was. We dated and dated and dated and I haven't left and he hasn't left. So, you know, the natural progression is to get engaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that's... Why we were yeah getting married? A lot married. <laughs> of people do that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do that. Um, you know, and, and and sometimes it's 
fear is huge. The fear of being alone, the fear of starting over, the fear of moving out, the fear of losing your stuff, the fear of the unknown is sometimes, unfortunately, so powerful that you will continue to stay in an awful situation. I know. But unlike what we've said about those that are married that need to reconsider this stuff, you aren't married yet if you're in that group we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Even if you're engaged, you're not there yet. No. This is the last time you get to really logically sit down and evaluate yourself, evaluate your partner, evaluate your marriage. Whoa. Look at yeah. or well, your potential marriage. Yeah. You know, and and look at those goals. I mean, if if you guys just aren't heading down a path, if it has just happened because of time, mm-hmm. That that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That is a huge problem. Um, if they weren't feeling pressure, what have they proposed? Mm-hmm. If you know, one of the things that we didn't put that I did want to talk about was the the catch piece. The what one? Do you feel like you're marrying up, or do you feel like oh, you're marrying down? Yeah, I know. Um, and that I, I kind of think about it in, in this one a little bit too. But that that that's a this is a very mean thing to kind of ask or even put into context I'm about to, but you know, when somebody proposes to you or you're engaged or you're in a relationship, do you feel like the person you're with, you're lucky because you think they could have someone else better than you? Mm-hmm. Or do you feel like they're lucky to have you because you don't think they're going to do any better than you are yeah. or any better than you right now? I think that it's, it, that is just, a tricky question to to ask and the answers to those <laughs> are are tricky too yeah because you know sometimes you i think maybe you want to say oh i'm marrying up mm-hmm. but well a lot of time guys specifically mm-hmm. are really quick to say well well i know she doesn't deserve me and they'll even say it on their wedding day mm-hmm. i don't deserve you and I think it's meant to be a sweet gesture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, they'll say it in their vows. Yeah, but realistically, you shouldn't be marrying up, and you shouldn't be marrying down. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be that my partner's never going to find anybody better than me, and it shouldn't be that... I'm never going to find anyone better than my Yeah, partner. and I'm never going to find anybody better than my partner. It should just be even. Mm-hmm. It should be even kill. So if you're sitting there thinking... Well, the partner that I'm about to get is a catch, and they're a bigger catch than I am. That's some pretty serious self-reflection. I, yeah, I, I believe think, you. I think to especially do. the bigger catch than I am, mm-hmm. because I think that you want to marry somebody that is a catch, right? But just as much of a catch as you are. Yeah, you have to see your self-worth. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that everybody's worth something. Don't <laughs> think I'm that nice. Some of you aren't worth as much as others. And so it's it's not this this blindsided, everybody's special and you're all beautiful and everybody's worth what because you're not and that's not what I mean. <laughs> so please don't ex- mistake that context for niceness. Not from Seth. Not from me. <laughs> but I think that you know it, it it should be even kill across the board. If yeah. you're if you look at something like wow you know they're well they're better looking than me they they have their shit together more than me they. They're going to be the rock, and they're going to wear the pants in this. And, yeah. and you know, I'm, I have a really good personality. You know, that's, you are, 
obviously convincing yourself that you're marrying up. Yeah. Um, and it shouldn't be that way. Mm-hmm. And you may not be marrying up. You may just be thinking you are. Mm-hmm. You may be putting more worth on your partner than they're really worth. <laughs> yeah, I know. Really. <laughs> and that's the other thing you see sometimes where people are like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm the luckiest man. And I'm like, according to what scale? <laughs> What what's Aww. what's your lucky odds in Vegas? Because you're playing worse than other people, and I don't necessarily mean looks. No, I know. I mean all kinds of different yeah, stuff. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, I, I, and I think it is relative. Yeah, it is. It is relative. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, I and and I think that it's, I, I think it's even. I think that even if you're like, well, because we've seen this, we we've seen we've seen somebody, and I'll I'll go ahead and give them numbers. We saw a guy that was about a four or five marry a girl that was about a seven or eight. Yeah. And that dude had that girl convinced. She's a a firm eight. Yeah. (laughs) That guy had that girl convinced that she was a four or five. Yes. Um, And it was awful to watch. He was not the catch. She was, but she was convinced that he was the catch. I know. Ugh. Ugh. And you could just tell by the way he talked to her and the way that they interacted and... The way that she was, because I was just like, the first time we met him, I was like, what is she doing with him? Yeah. Um, but, you know, very condescending, very controlling to a point. And luckily she got out of it. Yeah, um, thank God. And I, I think she sees herself worth now. Yes. Which yes. is good. And that's what you should do. I wish she'd stop dating a six, but whatever. <laughs> but maybe he has a ten personality yeah, and maybe. everything maybe else to offer. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, those are things that we, we see people that, that think they're even mm-hmm. and it's not. Um, so self-evaluate self-worth and, 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 and realistically looking at your partner's worth. But mm-hmm. I know it's hard, especially some of the stuff I just said, not really in a judgmental way, just as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. um, type of approach. So yeah, I don't know, but I, I think that's, I think that's a pretty good little, um, you know, kind of conversation out of. You know, somebody coming and saying that, you know, I'm not, I'm just not sure yeah. that I'm not sure that I'm ready. I'm not sure that he's ready. I'm not sure I'm making the right decision. And, and, and we really wanted to kind of come up with things that you don't necessarily see. If you're going to Google how to know when I'm ready mm-hmm. to get married, we, we wanted realistic stuff. That, <laughs> but if you're Googling that already. Yeah, that should have been one of them yeah. here. If you're Googling, am I ready to get married? You're not. <laughs> you're not ready to get married. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, I think that, I mean, all of these questions, mm-hmm. you really do need to self-evaluate, yep. ask yourself all these questions, and just, if if you do find your answer to all of these questions, like, to be like, oh my gosh, I, ugh, I really, I am having mm-hmm. so much freaking doubt in this relationship you need to get out. Yep. You don't need to marry this person. You don't need to go forward. You don't need to get engaged. You don't need to say yes when he is down on one knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though the pressure would be on <laughs> on you. Mm-hmm. Or at least tell him the next day, like, I don't know. Yeah. I Honestly, I think that you just, you should tell them straight up and mm-hmm. be up front. And, yep. But sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it takes the asking for the wheels to start turning and you to kind of evaluate the whole situation and be like, okay, yeah, this, mm-hmm. this isn't going anywhere. I need to get out. I think that's a, a good ending. 
to, to our conversation. Um, I oh, we're not gonna have a. We won't have Thanksgiving or I'm sorry, Christmas Day. Christmas episode. It's Tuesday, so yeah. we'll, we'll hit you up right before the New Year. Yes. Yeah, so Merry Christmas. Hope everyone has a wonderful time with their families and gets everything that they want. And if you are wanting to, or ask Santa if I should marry this person, <laughs> or if you have a question about it, freaking just don't do it. Um, but thanks again for listening, as always. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, um, follow us on SoundCloud and Instagram, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks.